You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Coming up today, we're going to talk about Han Solo, Han Solo, and Han Solo, plus a little Space Jam 2 and a, a tiny, tiny movie named Captain America Civil War. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, everybody. What a day, what a week. I'm Jeff Snyder, host of Meet the Movie Press, here with my co-host, Showbiz Simon. Good morning. Simon Thompson. Mmm. How are you? I'm good. A lot of tired people um, in the studio today, or certainly uh, in the office, um, because of that certain news that dropped last night and the fact that it appears that everybody went to see um, Captain America Civil War last night. Yes, we yeah. had. Uh, we do have some, some crew members and folks yeah. in the booth. Happy, but checked tired. It out. Happy, but tired. Um... And, uh, and, yeah, we're going to get into Civil War today. Cool. But, yeah, we, we have get to start with the big news mm. that broke late last night, yep. around 7.30-ish. And something we have already discussed at length previously. Of course, but now but we're going to get super-duper into it, Indeed, uh, into yeah. the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty. All the nooks and crannies of Alden Star Wars. Ehrenreich yep. being cast as Han Solo. Mm. What do you think, Simon? Very excited. I mean, I said this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think he's a really good fit. Um, I think he... he one thing that I think was crucial about this role is there are only a handful of actors that you can actually believe would grow from their physicality as a young Han Solo to be Han Solo that we know and love, That's Harrison Ford, true, already. of course. So you are physically limited because he's such, a, 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 you know, an actor that you associate with the role. It's such an iconic figure. So it had to be someone who would physically believably be eventually, Han Solo. Right. And I think he nails it. I think physically, it would for me, it would have been between him and Ansel Elgort that I think that would have been the most right. physically, even though Ansel's really freaking tall. He's a big fella. And and by the way, those were the two names that I had heard yeah. sort of all along. I know... There were uh, a few others they, kind of on the of fringes. Co- of course. Yeah. Uh, but I, I remember getting a tip that it was both guys with, with AE. Yeah initials but go on uh but i think he physically um i think alden is 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 more in line with the natural progression. okay well so leaving out so, the yeah. physicality okay. of it all because yeah he, he looks enough like Har- a young harrison ford or yep. that he could grow into harrison ford but sure. i think as, as an actor and as, a, that, yeah. as an actor as a character i think um something that that alden has is the fact that and we saw this very much in hail season we've seen this in some of his other films such as Stoker what other as films well. have you seen by the uh, way Stoker. Okay, yeah. Uh, I saw him in Stoker. I saw uh, that too. Beautiful Creatures, one of those few people. I did not see that. Uh, it's it's not the like best movie. I liked him I in it. Okay. He made it very watchable. Um, and obviously then I saw him in Hail Caesar. Um, and, and even my wife, who loves film, but isn't very good at associating people, as soon as I said who he was in that, she was like, oh, no, he's Holy, great. Yeah. yeah. So I did, think... Did you see Tetro? I didn't see Tetro. Okay. And going by the box office, it seems that not a lot of people did. But... I think his casting now is going to make a lot of people actually seek out some of his earlier work. I mean, in um, in somewhere the uh, uh, Sofia Coppola yeah. movie, he played actor by the pool. <laughs> he d- I mean, that was his second movie. He didn't even get a name character in that one. So I think a lot of people are going to go well, back and look at his stuff. That's probably think... a, a favor since he just worked with Sofia's father. But okay. well, yeah, well, <laughs> yes, he, he made two films with with Francis Ford Coppola. So okay, um, I I think that one thing that he has in common with with Harrison Ford's 
Hassan Solo is the fact that we've seen this in, as I say, some of his films, where he's in a scene and he doesn't have to do a lot to make a big impact. Okay. And I think that is something that's really a crucial part of Han Solo and Harrison Ford's Han Solo, that he doesn't have to ham it up. He doesn't have to do, as much as I love him, he doesn't have to do a Chris Pratt and go, I'm going to fill a scene. He doesn't need to do that. He could do something really subtle and go, fuck yeah. I, I like the casting. I mean, I, I think any actor is going to have some trouble living mm. up to Harrison Ford. Obviously, those are some huge yep. shoes to fill. Um, I, I I like it. I don't think he's miscast. I think he'll do a good job. Yep. Um, I don't think he was maybe the best possible choice. Okay. But I think that there are enough. Um, but I, I like that he is a bit of an unknown and that he's not bringing a certain baggage to it. Um, you know. To me, he remind. I mean, he definitely looks at like, at the very least, a young DiCaprio, mm. um, and not like in a Dan DeHaan junkie DiCaprio kind of way. Mm-hmm. He looks like a, the DiCaprio of like a Titanic. Um, there's a sort of classic look to him. Yes, um, and I and I have faith in Lord and Miller. I think I think you have to trust their casting instincts at mm. this point. So while I think it could have been better. Um, I'm happy with where they landed. You see, a lot of people said that when they were casting Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of people in that room who were going, who the fuck is John Boyega? Sure. You know, who's this guy? Who's 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 Daisy? You know, Adam Driver. Oh, my God, he's only been in Girls. You know, a lot of people, you know, Oscar Isaac. Who's Oscar Isaac? And it's paid off. And I think one of your points about not having the baggage yes, is a key part of this. And Disney's starting to bring this into a lot of their casting. Yep. When they're casting, we'll touch on Civil War later, but the casting for Black Panther, an actor who's really beginning to do good things in Hollywood, has done a couple of good roles, but doesn't have too doesn't much have familiarity. And this is something that I think Disney are employing across the board and something that Hollywood desperately needs, is bringing in these faces who've got a background but don't have the baggage who can really bring something fresh to it and there's not too much association of other projects and it's paid off for them so far i i i agree i think that you have to go that route or maybe not casting a complete unknown mm. like chris nolan seems to have in dunkirk but like someone who you've seen here and there and things but hasn't really blown up yet and obviously he's he's blown up now yes um he will probably be topping Google's and I'm looking forward to all the misspellings of his name in Google. To me, oh, I, it, it's easy to me. Yeah, um, and all the things that come up when you do a Google search. It goes old and okay, um, vegan, uh, married. So, so uh, he has the yeah. Warren Beatty movie. So okay, you also yeah. have to think this isn't just like Lord and Miller who think that this guy has star qualities. No, no. he was discovered in a bat mitzvah video uh, yeah. by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Then he, his first two movies, basically, really, were with Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. That, now, the DGA released its list uh, this week of, like, the 80 best uh, directed movies. Francis had three of the top seven. Spielberg had five, mm. which was the most, along with Kubrick, I believe. Um, so you have two titans of cinema who already think this kid has something. Yep. Add to that Warren Beatty, who's cast him as the lead in the Howard Hughes movie that's finally coming out this year. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've heard great things about Yellowbirds, uh, which is coming from the director of Blue Caprice, which okay. I thought was t- tremendous. Uh, and it's him and Jack Houston, and um, it's like a war drama. That's going to be in Toronto, I'm pretty sure, and, and gear up for an awards run. So the kid is making pretty 
decent choices. I mean, yeah, mm. Beautiful Creatures was a stumble, but like you said, you, you think thought it was good, and I imagine a lot of young girls are going to run out and, and watch that on iTunes this weekend now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest flaw in that film was, was definitely not him or any of the cast. It's the fact that it was a CGI movie that really kind of tried to cut costs on CGI, so you take that out of it, just ignore that bit. It's actually not a bad movie. Can he pull off the heartthrob thing? Yeah, I think he can. Mm-hmm. I think he can in a kind of a quirky kind of way, which I right. think is like nice. Harrison Ford and he, the, he, he you know the Dean DeHaan, Adam Drivers, Oscar Isaacs, not conventionally attractive people. Well, I mean Alden is. Alden Adam no, Driver. I, you see, I I don't. If you look at cookie cutter attractive, if you look at you know the Listen Channing Tatum's and stuff like that, DiCaprio certainly is is on that borderline. He could have turned out to be a very funny looking individual, you know. But you you dress anybody in a smart suit and get Hollywood, you know, people to give them a makeover. Anybody looks hot. Um, but no, I think they've got an. In- I don't say I'm not saying they're unattractive. I'm saying they've just got a, a more interesting and unconventional look about them, which I think is one of their major selling points. Um, and speaking of DiCaprio, though, it's it's interesting to me. Obviously, he is now Alden is now Han Solo, yep. and he will basically forever be he will Han Solo. Yep. Um, does Dica- DiCaprio kind of doesn't take these kinds of roles where he likes to be Leonardo DiCaprio when he's in the street? He wants to be recognized as Leonardo DiCaprio, not as oh, there goes C- Captain America, mm. there goes Han Solo, yep. or whatever. Um, this was a daunting role for a young actor to take on. Uh, I'm curious as to what, like, what's been going on the past few weeks since he was sort of uh, rumored to be the front runner. Like, yeah, it, it, it is, it is, a, it is that kind of thing, so to speak. But don't forget that he did originally go for Peter Parker in the Amazing Spider-Man. He didn't get that. Okay. Then he auditioned for Harry Osborn and was close to getting that in the Amazing Spider-Man too. So it's not as if. He's been doing a DiCaprio so he's, he's and avoiding for, franchises. He has been looking for it, yeah. And they've been looking for him. And, he, and uh, I'm just like curious what has been going on the last few weeks mm. there. You know, if there's been any reluctance or if the team has been trying to hammer out how many movies this is for. Mm. Um, because you have to think it's a spinoff. It's one. Of, it's a Star Wars story. Are we going to see Han Solo outside after after this movie? Like, you know, the rumor is, the yeah. word on the street is that he's going to be in, in Rogue One. They're going to introduce him in Rogue One, and then, yep. boom, you move into the Han Solo movie. But after that, is he in other Star Wars spinoffs? Is... I think that's, I mean, I, I would say, at the moment, we, we it's going to be a no, as right. we're looking at the Disney slate. I think, really, to be honest with you, if this movie does really well, and he proves to be very popular. Sure it will. Which I'm sure I'm sure it will. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney would be remiss, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily endorse this, but to go... Let's have the further adventures of Han Solo, and and, and that's what sort of what I'm getting. At. It's like yeah. with with these with this spinoff strategy. When these movies are super successful, mm. is that a contained story that like fits like a piece of a puzzle in between two other pieces, or are they going to make this and then do two, Rogue One Part Two, Rogue One Part Three? Like- I here's my take on it. I think they're going to do it as a contained story. We don't know. We don't know what the story is yet. My take would be, I think they're going to do it as a contained story with just a couple of conveniently loose threads, which can be left as loose threads, but can be picked up at some point, either in the continuing story of a young Han Solo or in other stories and future I, sets, I, I'm wondering if there's going to be any crossover with the episodes. Like, are you going to see Alden Ehrenreich in episode 9 or episode 10 or whatever the hell it is? I don't yeah. know what the schedule uh, exactly is. I don't have it in front of me. But I don't know. A lot to think about. Uh, I did want to sort of get into how, what went down last night okay. and, and, like, just the anatomy of scoopage sure. and that kind of stuff. 
So, you know, all the trade reporters have been asking about Han Solo for months and months and months. Are you know, it was one of those stories that our sources were exhausted, you know, sick of hearing about. Yep. Like uh, like a Katniss or a Christian Grey. They're mm-hmm. just like, oh, you know, there are other fucking movies going on. Um, so. How do you how do you think that you go about getting a scoop like that? Who do you ask? Are you asking if you heard Alden Ehrenreich is going to be Han Solo? Well, who's your first call? I'm asking. I I tend to get a lot of my stuff, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of stuff that I don't turn into stories because it's not even at the point of becoming a story. It's like I would completely shoot myself in the foot by doing it by people who are um, even at the, the the treatment stage of films. Okay, for, for so, me. So now you're dealing with with, with Lucasfilm is on the other side okay. of that fence. Yeah, you're not gonna. Get, I'm not. I'm not gonna get shit out of Lucasfilm. Yep. Um, who who do you call then? You, like the 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 immediate thought is to call Alden's people, see if they'll confirm. Right? Yep. They're not gonna fucking confirm. No. In a, in a scoop hunt like this, you go to the people who lost it. You go to those people, mm. who, like, you know, the other people on the short list or on the people who tested to see what they've heard, because mm. they're going to know if their guy, you know, didn't get it and, and who might be negotiating, etc. So th- this was like something that for the past, you know, Deadline broke this story three weeks ago. Yep. Um, it was Anita Bush, too, which I was at the time relieved about uh, that it wasn't Mike. Um, and And basically that night I heard she was... Based, you know, correct. Okay. But what do you do with that? As, as, as like, I can't follow on a front runner story as a mm. trade. Everyone else sort of did that story, but I don't know that the trades necessarily followed. Um, you, you basically have to wait for the official announcement, which is what I was prepared to kind of do. Okay. Um, because you know, if you had asked me t- yesterday or two days ago who's Han Solo, I'd be like Alden Aaron, right? Yeah. But you know, I, I don't know. Anyways. So I get home last night around, I don't know, 7 o'clock, get a text from my colleague, Linda G. Mm-hmm. Says, did you see page six? Mm-hmm. They went with Alden. Uh, and page six was basically saying, like, it's it's all but a done deal. Yeah. Um, the language was very strong. And the thing about page six is it's a gossip column. Yep. Um, doesn't mean that the gossip isn't right all the time or mm-hmm. that, you know, it hasn't been thoroughly vetted, but it's still a gossip column. So it's like, I don't know if that really merits a trade follow or how many people are going to pick this up. Well, the Internet's a pretty desperate place. Everybody yeah. picked it up, right? So now, so I reach out to Disney, and I throw urgent in the subject line. I'm like, listen, guys, you know, for the past few weeks, I've been pretty confident it's Alden Aaron, right? Mm-hmm. kind of been letting you do your thing um now that the new york post has gone with it everyone's it's kind of out there we may have to follow like do you have any comment uh and disney's basically like we didn't comment when anita ran her story three weeks ago sure shit not gonna comment now yep and you kind of know what that what the no comment means because you know if it was completely egregiously false they'd be like probably wouldn't write that if i were you um i i'd like to think that these studios look out for at least reporters they have a a relationship with and Mm -hmm. not let them embarrass themselves Mm -hmm. since you know our credibility is important so anyways you know you you interpret there are multiple ways to interpret a no comment it all kind of depends on your history with that studio or the publicist whatever sure um either way it was kind of time to go uh anyway so so i I sent a note to the desk Mm -hmm. and i'm like listen i don't want to be the guy who breaks the dam um Tell me, you know, call me as soon as like another trade post, because for all I know, no one is going to post and maybe, you know, start in the morning. 
Um, maybe there'll be an announcement waiting in the morning. I don't know. Yep. Uh, so I start up the o- so I, I start making mac and cheese and I put on the OJ documentary and I'm six minutes into the OJ documentary and I'm realizing I can't concentrate. Uh, I am thinking about Han Solo and how it's it's time. <laughs> it's time to post. So I make up the decision independently in my head. Sure. I'm like, the rap is going with this story. I'm going to be the first trade out with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I have it. Uh, and so I'm writing it up and, and, I'm, and I wrote a pretty thorough story. I should have just like maybe done a paragraph or two and blasted it and then gone in to fill it out. So I'm writing a pretty long story. And as I go to like send the headline to the editors, I see deadline has posted uh and at that point you just you know you feel emboldened and i think you know then hollywood reporter followed and then uh variety this was around 722 725 last night yeah exactly like i'll I'll fucking hell broke loose like my mac and cheese you know the bubbling up (laughs) exactly uh when 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 you get to speak to alden at some point go dude you owe me a mac and cheese he totally he totally does you should fucking sign the box too (laughs) (laughs) um but it's just like you, it, it, it's just, it's tough in the trade game to know when to go. When is the time? Yeah. Um, I was just going to send you know Disney and, and CAA uh, Alden's reps a kind of heads up and mm-hmm. like that this is happening. But to to Anita's credit, and she may have been very well tipped off by Disney that Je- Jeff may be writing something. You know, she could have been holding something similar. Uh, either way, Anita had the same idea that I did. She beat me by like five minutes. Um, would have liked to have shot first, in ha- to put it in Han Solo yep. terms. But that's sort of how it all goes down. It, it's just, it is an imp- almost an impulsive, spontaneous decision. If I had been in a screening last night, I wouldn't have like no. left to post. I would have been like, eh, what happens, happens. Well, I but, I mean, I, I wrote a piece because we've had this conversation about, about Han Solo and, and Alden getting the role um, a number of times over the last couple of weeks. And over the last couple of months. Um I had a post about his background because obviously it breaks the blah blah getting the role of Han Solo. Everyone's like, "Who's this dude?" So I'd written a background piece about who he is. Okay, his box good, obviously good just got to go to Forbes, and I, I basically waited. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, Simon. You're Forbes. very good at what you do. Well done. Um, and I, I'll, I'll post a link um, in the chat afterwards. But um, yeah, so I, I had that ready to go because I, like you, was kind of going, "This is this baby's ready to be delivered." You know, mm. you know, you can see. You know, Hollywood's dilated. Couple of inches. You know, this story's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was ready to go. So as soon as I saw a few places going like, yeah, this is happening, um, the rap being one of them, deadline being another, I was just like, yeah, let's clean this piece up and let's post it. Yeah. And, and eventually, you know, people came out of the woodwork to be like, you're pretty, you know, it's confirmed. Mm. Um, so... I think Alden I, Enreich, Han Solo. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think good choice. You know, I, I do think a good choice. Let's, now, we are going to talk, talk about more news later in the show, but we are going to sure. take some calls right now. We are, yeah. Uh, so let me uh, tweet out the number one second, guys. And just here are some other topics that we can discuss. You can, you're more than welcome to call uh, and talk about Han Solo. You can ask us anything, really. But there's other news. There's Space Jam 2. Yeah. There's a Cats musical. Yes. There, there's a lot of Russell Crowe stuff going on. He's joining the Mummy. Week. The Flash lost a director. John Krasinski got cast as Jack Ryan. Daisy Ridley's lining up projects. A whole bunch of stuff going on. So whatever you want to talk about, check my Twitter right now at the Insnider. Here's the number, and uh, and yeah, let's let's take some calls. Meet the movie press. Call in now. It may, it may, it may take a second. Okay. Uh, so we'll wait for the the calls to come up on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but Space Jam, well, you know, in the meantime, we'll talk about Space Jam 2. 
Justin Lin. Yeah. Sounds like he's going to be uh, like co-writing and directing. Yep. What do you think of that? Um, I'm in a minority. I I didn't love Space Jam, uh, which came out it's like 10, 20 years ago now, ninety six. I think it came out. Uh, did well at the box office, two hundred and thirty million worldwide, um, unadjusted for inflation. Um, I, I, I think I think it's really interesting that what we're seeing at the moment in Hollywood is is a lot of these um, cartoon franchises coming back. Whether it's Warner Brothers cartoons, so um, Bugs Bunny, etc., or whether we're looking at things like the um, Hanna Barbera universe coming mm-hmm. back, there seems to be a little bit of an interest in this kind of resurgence again. But Space we, Jam, we, we do have a call. We are going to take a call. Okay, Space Jam Sorry. Two has been sort of talked about for a long, long time. So it's one of those. Eh, it'd be you know, it'd be great if it happened, but it probably won't. So I mean, it's we'll, nice we'll, to have it confirmed. We'll come back to Space Jam Two. Okay, we'll, caller, uh, thank you for for calling in. What's your name? Hey, am I on? Yes. You are. This is Josh Dickey. Oh boy, Josh Dickey, <laughs> entertainment editor of Mashable. What's going on, big guy? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, sir. Good tidings. How do you do? I'm sorry that I missed the top of the show, but uh, you know, I just wanted to. Uh, I mean, look, all these other topics are lovely, but let's just talk about Alden Ehrenreich for a second, if we could. Okay, sure. Why is why is everyone in town confirming this except for Disney? What is going on? What is? I mean, the deal is not done. As I reported last night, Josh, uh, he is finalizing a deal, but it is there's not a red ribbon on it, and until that there is, I wouldn't expect Disney to say anything. Okay, so with that in mind, yep, we have had a couple of de- have we not had a couple of deals fall apart in the past week because they were reported a little too early. So, so here's uh, here's mm. what I would say about that. This deal is not going to fall apart. Um, this is all, all but done, and if you're Alden Ehrenreich, you don't uh, walk away from the table at this stage. Now, the other stories you are alluding to, Will Ferrell was going to play uh, Ronald Reagan yep. in a Alzheimer's comedy. Uh, now, he was attached to star and to produce through Gary Sanchez, but once that now once the story hit the press, and the story was accurate from our friend Justin Kroll... Reagan's family flipped out. There was an outcry on Twitter, and Will's like, I don't need this right now, and he walked away. Yep. And that project is still alive. I mean, it's still alive. It's trying to get a new lead. I don't think it will succeed. The other thing is that Russell Crowe was in talks to star in James Franco's adaptation of Blood Meridian. Yep. And James just didn't have the rights. So, like, uh, it was, who was it? I Am Global was mm-hmm. negotiating that deal, trying to get the rights. And the deal wasn't done. And uh, then word, yes, it was reported a little earlier Russell Crowe was in talks, but he was in talks. But when the estate, you know, the book, the, the rights holders heard that, they're like, why, you're making deals for a book, that, uh, you know, in a movie you don't even have the rights to. Yep. So then they walked away from the table. At the time, all that trade reporting, I would say, is still accurate. What do you think, Josh, if you were the editor on yeah, those stories? I'm, I'm obviously, listen, I'm obviously poking the cage here with those things, because you're right, Jeff. I mean, Alden's not going to walk away from that role, and. They've got the right guy. I mean, if anybody who saw, you know, all the hundreds of people who saw Hell Caesar, mm. uh, <laughs> all all realized pretty quickly that uh, you know he, this kid is like a star. He's definitely a star, and he's done. He's made all the right moves in his life. Uh, he's you know he's posied up to the right people. He stayed out of trouble he, too. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow, I mean, you know, give him time. But, uh, <laughs> but he does seem like he's got his head on straight and like he's got a plan. Uh, I just think it's really interesting that 
Yeah, usually with these things, you can go to the studio, and this has been my experience, and I'm sure it was, you know, you, you guys are, you uh, trade guys are, are obviously uh, agency sourced, whereas, you know, those of us, I'm not, I'm not in that game anymore, and so I'm uh, more studio sourced. It's funny to me that the uh, studio sometimes will be like, yeah, you know, uh, that's you know we, we can't we can't pin it on us but that's true that's happening and this is one of those cases where they have circled the wagons on this guy and it seems to me like and I'm not you know I'm not trying to out anybody sourcing here but it does seem to me like the agency is sort of responsible for this and or at least you know that's where it's coming from and the studios are totally locking it down and by studios I mean you know there's a lot of people involved I mean it's not just Disney there's Lucasfilm and mm. and you know, there's probably a couple of other uh, entities that are, you know, that are somewhat uh, responsible. But, but in any case, I'm just curious, you know, why is it that sometimes, this is really my question, why is it that sometimes these things, even though they're not done deals, will get confirmed by a studio, and other times they just absolutely will not? What is the difference? What, what what's the special sauce it's, that makes it? Go? It, it's Star Wars. Star yeah. like Star Wars for the most part does not get confirmed. Uh, I, I've actually found Marvel easier to deal with than Lucasfilm, than DC, and Bad Robot and Nolan. It's it's uh, it's like Spielberg, Nolan, Abrams, um, DC, and Lucasfilm are the five hardest. Marvel is actually easier to deal with, and I definitely appreciate. Uh, working with them from time to time when I get lucky enough. Um, so th- that's really what it comes down to. And, and, and a lot more, pl- you, there are more and more places that are taking mm. that stance of just like a straight no comment no matter what, even like a Transformers. Um, and, and to me, sometimes I'm just like, you are not a franchise worthy of being a no comment franchise. Well, also, also I think from, 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 you know, to take a slightly different standpoint, I think, you know, as you talk about the fact that it is Star Wars and, and it is Disney, I think, and unless it's inaccurate, I think they don't see, they don't see the power. Because everybody knew that this guy was going to get a role fundamentally, certainly in the industry for the, for the last couple of months. And, that, and that's why none it. of the trades wrote it, because it was like as soon as Deadline wrote it three weeks ago, yeah. the cat was out of the bag. I'm the, I have so, to wait. So I think they're kind of like, I think that ship has sailed. Let's not try and put the cat back in the bag and then go, ah, there's a cat in a bag. And I think what they're going to do is instead go, okay, fine. What we're going to wait is three or four weeks. We're going to let our next film come out. Uh, we're going to let Civil War come out. We're going to let Alice in Wonderland come out. Or uh, what is it, Alice through the... Com- I mean, Comic-Con. Yeah. And they're then... aiming for that big showy announcement. Exactly. Like all studios Which are. will be Alden dressed as Han Solo. And that's going to be blam everywhere all over again. I know. So I think that's where they're kind of really that's where the money shot is going to be for Disney with this announcement because the fact that he was going to take this role is is not the biggest deal of the day I think that is going to be the one that's going to get people really excited especially those people who aren't perhaps entirely invested in Star Wars like, yet Josh like if, if the New York Post hadn't posted last night this news isn't out there right I, I, yeah, I mean, because it's already sort of assumed. I mean, we've known about this for weeks. Right, it was yeah. assumed that I think we were all just kind of waiting and, and biting our tongues and, you know, being patient. Like, it was kind of over as soon as Deadline wrote that article, to their credit. Um, but, yeah, when the New York Post did that, it, it opened the floodgates and, and then the trades go and, the, you know, et cetera. Yeah. I did not realize, because I didn't go that far down the rabbit hole. I was out at an event last night, but um, that the Post was responsible for, for kicking kick. And I will just leave it to this. How annoying is it when the post comes and plays in your sandbox? Yeah, like, what it, is it once every three months? Well, it's uh, it's it's a little unfair, you know. Like, 
I, like last night, I was definitely thinking, like, okay, do I really want to be the first trade? Then Disney's pissed. Then Lucasfilm's pissed. Yeah. You know, there's access. That, you know, wh- whatever that you could be sacrificing there, um, which I thought is why I wrote the desk and said, mm. let's just wait until someone else goes for, yeah. to be on the safe side, because um, the post, you know, page six is fucking page six. But they but, can they can piss in that pool, and it's not going to have any long term exactly, effect on them. You know, we, we they're can't Rupert do it. Murdoch. Like it's it's totally different. The the post in the rap so you know it, it was it was tough last night i just wish i had fired my story out before deadline um but so you know so be it gentlemen i love your show thanks for taking my call hey too. thanks for calling do we have an, another <laughs> caller anybody waiting on the line not at the moment but okay. they'll call back that's okay. cool okay so it's oh, just there we go so uh, wait, about... uh, we got one no? we got one yep. sorry go ahead hello oh. caller Oh, hey, this is uh, Chad from Virginia. What's up? Ah, man, we have a huge following in Virginia. Awesome. They're like all who called in when I was alone. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, um, I just, I'm not watching the show, but I just called in, so I don't know what you've already talked about. But have you talked about Spider-Man yet? No, what do you want to talk about with Spider-Man? Um, I just want to say, like, he, I like Tom Holland in his Peter Parker scene. But, and I like the character of Spider-Man when he was in that fight scene. This but is it. You're talking about, about Civil War. I take it you, you saw Civil War last night. Yeah, I did. Okay, okay. So please, sorry, continue. So do you think? Because wasn't he completely CGI the whole time? Okay, that's what it looked like to me. It kind of bothered me. I I know the answer to this because I spoke to the Russo brothers. Go um, for it, big guy. I, I, I've got this I'm answer. Have a fucking beverage break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for a pee. I might be quite some time. Uh, so yeah, I I did an interview with um with the Russo brothers about uh, sort of eight weeks ago for for Forbes magazine. I'll post a link in in the YouTube channel afterwards if you want to have a look at it. And I brought this up with them because in the I wasn't very impressed by by Spider Man when I saw the trailer where he was revealed. I thought he looked very very CGI, and I think he looked better in the final product they still had some touch up to do um i asked exactly the same question how much of it is cgi and the long and the short of it is they he does wear a physical suit but some of the physicality of um spider-man in their films doesn't make it feasibly possible for them to um to, to physically track tom holland's body so they do have to put some cgi in there but there are going to be cgi elements of the suit which are going to change over the next couple of films. We're also going to see that changing um, in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, which Sony are going to release. So at the moment, there is there is a strong element of CGI, not entirely. He does have a physical suit on, um, but that is going to change. You will notice it was quite easy to see which bits were, were Tom and his costume and which bits were clearly more CGI heavy. Um, I think that's probably a minor flaw in the film. Um, but there's actually a lot of stuff where he was doing the physicality, um, but there was some stuff that they physically just couldn't make work with the action that they were putting in the scenes f- for him to be physically traced. So it's there's a strong element of both, but there is actually more physicality than you would think in Spider-Man. Did you like the movie, though? Yeah, I really liked it. I'd say it's my third favourite. What, what are your first two? I'm curious. Uh, Guardians is the first, and Winter Soldier is the second Okay. Interesting. Can't can't argue with those. Where does Ant Man rank for you? Sorry, what'd you say? Where does Ant Man rank for you? Uh I'd probably say four is Avengers and five is Ant Man. Okay, cool. I yeah. I thought Ant Man was one of the best. 
Yeah, no, me too. All right. Mm. Um, well, thanks for calling. We do appreciate it. Do we have another caller waiting? Okay. Well, should we? Oh. Uh, shall we? Uh, as we're talking about Captain America: Civil War, yeah. shall we just talk about the movie now? Yeah. Let's okay. Go, yeah, go for it. Uh, so it it we, opens. We got a call. Oh, okay. Cool. Let's hold off on Captain America for a second then. <laughs> Hello. Yes. This is, this is Dylan from Ohio. Hey, Dylan, Dylan, Ohio. Hi. What's up, big guy? Uh, I have a question about X Men Apocalypse. Ooh, Do you which... think it might? Uh, I was thinking that is this a good prediction that the box office prediction could be like a range from like 105 to 110. Boy, I would have to go look at some websites yeah. to, uh, to 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 gauge that. Um, that seems a little low. I, I it seems would, low. I would say I think an acceptable would be 150 to about 165 million. Yeah, I think it's I looking think for like a fair. Batman kind of number there. I think it's going to take a hit because I don't think the last one particularly sat well with a lot of the audience. So some people, right. their asses are going to be a little bit hurt by that one. So I think there will be a reticence. I I don't know where we're going to see it on the scale. But I think 150 to 165 would be fair. I think anything south of that would be kind of doing it a mild injustice because people love the characters and now people know that Wolverine's going to be in it as well. How much, we don't know. I, I can't see this movie opening below 135. No, no, like, I'd be very surprised. Um, yeah, so... I can see higher, but just the depending on the characters, too. Like, I mean, we have new actors and actresses playing the older roles that we're used to, yeah. and people might, might not be familiar with them as an actor, too. But it might go higher than Deadpool because of how interested that people are invested in well, the material, too. X-Men, X-Men is huge, though. I mean, it's, it's a much bigger right. brand than even Deadpool. Um, I still expect it to outgross Deadpool. I mean, just the, re- the release date alone yeah. um, is fairly beneficial plus the fact that it's not r-rated whereas deadpool was r-rated so it does have right. a, a wider audience but ask me on monday because guess what i'm seeing it tonight ah shit i was gonna see it tonight i've oh, got to go and see the good guys instead ah, the nice guys yeah the nice guys <laughs> yeah he's seeing the nice guys i'm i'm actually jealous i, wanna, I, I would switch do you want to no because no, i'm interviewing uh, ryan gosling and russell crowe tomorrow so i've got to see it <laughs> fuck sorry dude <laughs> Um, anyways, thank you for calling in. Uh, X Men Apocalypse should be just fine at the box office. Yes. No, thank you. Wait, that, uh, just out I of interest, really like, I really like the show, so thank you again. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Um, yeah. So I, I, let's talk about opening weekends, shall we? Or, or is there another call? Uh, we can talk about opening weekends. And Civil okay, because because at the moment Civil War is looking, it's being predicted to be about the 190, 200 million. It just opened twenty five million last night, so my prediction was off. I was I was too high. Okay, um, we're looking really, you know, that's what they're looking for. They'll be mm-hmm. happy with about one seventy five, I think. And um, they're looking at one hundred ninety, two hundred million. It's already done over two hundred million internationally outside of the U.S. We, right we, now. We do have a couple more calls. I'm okay, sorry. cool. No, we're going to take calls for like five more minutes, okay, and then we'll, cool. we'll go back to hogging, hogging our own show. Go for it. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Caller, you are on the air. Nope. Mitch. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we're really losing that, our, our mojo. That was, no, that was, that was our mime. Uh, that was our mime caller there. Yes. Um, fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you were saying, great. what do you think it's going to open to? Uh, 190, 200, I think, is, is a, is a fair. low. 200 million? I, no, well, I think it's conservative. I don't think it's particularly low. I think it'll, if you look at the other openings, 
Um, so the top three openings for, for Marvel movies. Iron Man 3 and 3rd, uh, 174.1. Uh, Ultron, 191.3. And the biggest opening was Avengers, 207.4 million. So it's somewhere between Ultron and Avengers, which I think is a fair placing. This it m- could this very might well, as well do more. Be I wouldn't Avengers be surprised. Three, though, and, and honestly, it's like has the coolest of all the lineups. Yeah, uh, it's considerably better than Ultron. Um, I don't see. I I guessed what was my guess? Two fifteen. That was my guess this weekend in the office pool. Okay. Um, I think that's that's entirely doable. Um, but I think one thing, and, and and let's look at some of the other figures because this is making up. I think it was. Um, I made a note. There's ninety percent of um, weekend pre-sales for Fandango, so it's overwhelmingly good. The thing, and we're getting this in the chat actually um, quite a lot today, is a lot of people who are really wanting to see it are doing finals at the moment. So they're expecting when colleges and and schools are going to get finals. Fuck your finals, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Captain America fucking Civil War. <laughs> but there are some people who are going to ditch you know, finals to, to do it. All right, we, um, we we do have a call. Okay, um, cool. Let's come back to that. Yep. Hello. Hello. Oh, Hello. Who's this? Jonathan from Alexandria, Virginia. Hey, cool. Another person from Virginia. Um, this is my question. This is new. Just kind of went under the radar yesterday. What are your thoughts on Michael Giacchino doing the score for Doctor Strange? Oh, Giacchino? I, you know, I didn't see that. I guess you're right. Mm. That did go under the radar. Look up his I, Twitter I, page. He kind of posted it. I love it. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. I think he's utterly fantastic, has created some of my favorite themes of the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Gr- a, great call. A, aside from, from being a fantastic composer, I mean, some of his work is some of the... It's, it's up there for me with, you know, the work of people like John Williams. Um, I, I think it's, it's got wonderful breadth and depth and great character all of his work. Um, I actually got to meet him um, a couple of years ago when he cool. came to London. He brought a load of his music um, and did. Uh, oh, I think it was. I think it was Star Trek. Um, he did a, a live yeah, showing of Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, and then um, uh, there was a live orchestra, and he was there, and Simon Pegg turned up, and a few other people, and it was awesome. I mean, his scores. I mean, I don't think he perhaps. I think for a hardcore soundtrack fan, he does get a lot of love. Of his scores, real quick. Okay. Um, my favorite score is the Star Trek one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite. And underrated one is Super Eight. Yeah. Inside Out. Yeah. And my fifth is sort of like an honorable mention of when he we did John Williams' score for Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. What about Lost? I mean, Lost is at the top of the list. You hear those the the music from Lost. Well, and, I'll be one hundred percent honest. I don't watch Lost very much. Oh my God! Go well. It's it's go watch the DVD. Go watch the first season of Lost, my man. That's one of the best seasons of television yeah, I heard ever. The last couple of seasons are kind of yeah. yeah yeah yeah. The show goes off the rails a little, a little bit, but watch that first season because um, it's fantastic. And Michael, if you want to throw us tickets to the Lost concert gladly if you're listening to this we'll make space yeah, that's sold out um, in our schedules uh so yeah thank you for for calling that's a uh a, a good question uh and in the chat room we've got nathan saying that hans zimmer and john williams are the two best which is which is fair i think absolutely fair there cool do we have another call yes hello caller hey guys uh i just had a quick question for you sure um i was curious if you had heard anything going on with the director of the witch uh being a first-time director because of it follows i was curious if there's any new tracking on his new movie i mean he's doing something over at studio eight i Mm. think it's called the night yeah uh with a k (laughs) sorry (laughs) the night with the night and is it going to be is it genre um i mean it's like a medieval 
kind of thing. Yeah, I, know, I think huge. it's period. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what he's up to. I think I, it'll be interesting to see whether Robert Eggers um, is someone who, who goes the Hollywood route and starts taking on mm. franchises and that kind of stuff, or he wants to just do his own thing and is looking for a studio to pay for it. Um, interesting. I, the, the Witch was a film that I think it, it didn't get as much love in theaters as perhaps it should have done. What? It 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 did well. <laughs> the Witch was a huge hit. Yeah, a well, huge yes, hit. but I think it, it could have been a lot bigger. I think it, it deserved no. to be a lot bigger than it was. I... You didn't. You don't feel it, that. First of all, I, I thought the witch was okay. okay. I, I didn't think it was scary. I didn't. I don't like old timey dialogue. Um, well, it, it was all atmosphere. So I didn't love the witch. I thought it overperformed. I think what A twenty four did with that movie was super impressive. In fact, I was talking about it in a meeting with the head of a big studio recently. Right. Just like how he impressed he was with how A24 does what it does and how it mm. got, got that movie to, like, 30 million. That's what Ex Machina did. This is a movie with no fucking stars, and they speak in old English. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, I uh, the things that you didn't particularly love about it, I did love about it. Mm-hmm. But I was what I was most surprised by was the fact that it tended to split people into people who did really like it, and then there was a massive sway to the other end, to people who really didn't like it, at all, I think there was a, 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 re, a backlash. Actually, I mm. thought it, it got oh, so praised that people went in. They were like, "Eh, it wasn't that good," you know. Like, I think it was a victim of its own buzz a little bit. Um, yeah, but you, you I don't think it's a bad that, film. But those people you can't please because they're gonna go in there to say it's shit. It's like a lot of critics who go and watch horror movies and go, "I think it's gonna suck because it's horror." The, the, honestly, The Witch is something where it's like if I had actually seen it yeah. after all the buzz, I think I probably would have liked it more if I had been a little prepared. I, I saw it prior to Sundance. I saw okay. a sneak peek. I was like the first person to see it, and so I. It is. It is interesting. Well, there's no expectations. Mm. Um. See, I, I, would have, I would have liked... I think it deserved to take another 10, maybe 15 million. I think it was strong enough to have done that, and I was a little bit disappointed that it didn't, you know, out of 50%. What did, what did you... Do you obviously like The Witch? Oh, yeah, I thought it was amazing. Definitely one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Okay. And I thought uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, I think her name is, is the up-and-coming star for sure. She, she is, absolutely. Mm. She yeah, really I was um, curious what her next project is as well. She's got um, a ton of stuff going on, and it sounds like she's going to be one of the uh, the new X Men, you know, the new mutants, right? That's cool. So that's that's the word on the street. Right. But she's got a few indies. Um, she's definitely in demand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think that I think there's there's been a lot of really innovative, interesting sort of I I, I say horror as a broad genre, um, horror films in the last sort of eighteen months, two years, I think, which have been really strong, which I think have done well. But could have done potentially a bit better as well. Babadook, we've discussed before. I, I just don't, like, it follows. How, but how are you expect? I think I think the witch maybe even outgrossed it. Follows. I'm not sure. Um, I think it did. Yeah. So yeah. like, how, but so how are you expecting the witch to do more? I don't. I don't understand that. I just. I would have liked to have seen it sit a, 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 a bit more with audiences and be sold, perhaps in slightly different areas. I'm not sure exactly what they could have done, but I think there's an audience out there that are going to discover it post theatrical release. That's, We're going to go. Well, that's true. Shit, that's a good movie. I wish I'd they seen it in theaters. They did try to market it in the Satanic Temple churches, so they yes. try to spread out as much as they could. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many there are of those. I'm not really big in the um, yeah, satanic church scene. I, I don't but, know. But thank you, thank you for calling. And yeah, uh, yeah if you haven't seen the thank witch, you so I mean, much. yeah, check it out yourself. Good guys. question. Do we have another call? We'll take one more. One more call, right? No. Hello, caller. Eric Draven from Detroit. Uh, what's up, Eric Draven? How are you? 
I can't believe you don't know who this yeah, is. Yeah, I know who it is. <laughs> Eric Drave, you're named my favorite movie character. What's up, big guy? It's Justin Kroll of Variety, everybody. Cue applause. Uh, <laughs> I was making sure. You're like, oh, I don't know. I hate Eric Draven. I had, you know? I, um, <laughs> dude, you're not, <laughs> not going to stump me on, on my own favorite movie. Um, we, we had your back earlier in the show. What's up? I missed it. I was trying to get through. Who was talking shit? Uh, Dickie was just bringing up the, your, the Will Ferrell of it all. Again. You know what? Did we not talk about... Did I not put him and stuff that kid in the locker last week and, and make him sit there all day? Did I have tweets telling him, him that you, you should tweet, tweet block him, him because he's already insulted? You tweet killed him. Um, <laughs> did, did you have any interest? I was curious. if Did anybody talk about the Jekyll thing at all? The what? Oh, oh no, no. We're about to. Yeah. Let's talk about that, Justin. Yeah. So wait, did you... Who, I was deadline that broke that though right i mean let's it was take, like, t- you want to take us through it? it was a tie it, it was a tie um, okay <laughs> so the breakdown was it's um you tweeted hardy's name i believe uh, you know you, yeah. you you had tweeted it way earlier actually um i didn't even realize that i thought i was like letting some big secret out and, and you and boris had both already put it out there i think yeah, but, yeah i mean so yeah, I, we, we were all tracking know. tom hardy uh you know, and I think he would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so where did, what you know what happened from there? Because I was not on the. Well, road. Let me let me break down the whole thing. Break so, it down. They write they add this part into the script. I'd say about two or three months ago. It's a, it's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. They mm-hmm. wanted to add one. They felt the film needed one more villain outside of Sophia, and the idea is it's a small like cameo type role, maybe two three scenes. We're talking like Tom Holland Spider Man right. stuff. And Hardy, like I've never seen a deal come this close and just. Apart, he yeah. was like literally dot and I's teeth, and then the thing eleventh hour falls apart. And I'd say that was about a month and a half. Ago. And why do you think we all held so, on that? By the way, I, I honestly never got a straight answer. I have yeah, I have ties to him, and um, he they it, I'll tell you this much: there was some hurt feelings because that when I honestly would bring it up to people, you it was almost was when you know you've dealt with this where people are just like, oh, he passed. It was like a. Like kind of like a huff and puff a little bit. So yeah. there was something I, I I don't know if we'll ever know, or maybe like months from now when I get someone a couple of drinks, them they'll tell me. But yeah, that was a bummer. So they they went out to Javier Bardem. That fell apart quickly, and then they just started listing guys: Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Eddie Redmayne. Um, I'd heard, and then they were even thinking about me like testing people. And then I guess about um, end of last week, Russell got the offer, and according to my Universal sources, it was like. Tom Hardy, they were like, you know, someone else had called, which I had heard was Boris. Um, and we're really at just the stage that this isn't ready to go. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, um, I don't want to throw anybody in the bus, but, you know, someone got back to me saying you should keep, keep in touch with Universal on Tuesday. And that, that the ball just got rolling. Luckily, I had a story prepped. Um, and, yeah, and, you know, it's early talks. Um, as you know, Russell's not a big franchise guy. The idea is, is that he cameo on this possibly get his own standalone film right be probably like the loki type of villain in like this that whatever their avengers style film is down the road mm-hmm. um but yeah we'll have to see um but yeah that's what things are right now um i i don't know nothing's falling apart since we've broken that but um i i still don't feel like the the thing is set in stone quite yet i mean he's he's an oscar winner yeah. um i think he has a certain menace about him uh, oh, he'd be great. Yeah, like I, I really like the casting. I think that Universal has really lucked out so far with Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, 
Uh, oh, and now possibly Russell Crowe. You look at uh, down the. I mean, they still have to get a Wolfman and stuff like that. And right. I feel the thing and Angel. Don't forget about Angelina and Bride of Frankenstein. I and they dated. Also, they dated another monster movie. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Um, that's well. There's. I can't. I can't really show my cards on the other. Uh, one, uh, I was, was going to say, is, is that likely that the the unnamed monster movie is going to be Jekyll and Hyde then, or is it Bride of Frankenstein? No, no. It's been. <laughs> oh. This is what happens this when you call and read the movie, Brett. You're on the hot seat, motherfucker. Um, no, um, <laughs> this, I feel like you're Captain Marvel's answer from a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I can't say. Let's put it this way: I've written about it, yeah. so you could dig. But and, yeah, there's there, there's something that really hasn't got as much play lately that would probably be the next. And, and one of the things that I was gonna because um, you brought it up, and, and this is something that trade reporters do a lot. And, and it's funny when you t- I, I tell my editors this, and they're like, "Wait, what? We need traffic now." Pre pre writing stories, you do it a ton. You are very well prepared. You're a very organized guy, more so than yeah, I, I mean, am as was, a reporter. I, that was prepped last night. I'm sure you you got into hot earlier. That was sure. And bank. I, I, was, I wish I had my Alden story done and ready to go. That like that's a uh, lack of forethought <laughs> on my part, honestly. It was. I mean, last night was a bummer just because of. I yeah, mean, you, got, yeah you guys were. You guys were late. God, God forbid I was on a flight to to Cannes or something like that because <laughs> I was just rolling calls with someone else and it was just hard for other people to get a confirmation. So, you know, it, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you, but in general, you know, I I recommend this to you know mm. reporters all the time. Pre-write your stuff because you never know when it's going to pop and you want to just be able to to hit that button. Um, I mean, it's like playing defense is all you're doing. You yeah. just want to, like, yeah, I, 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 I'm looking at my list right now. I got 25 things. Thanks. Like, Thanks like for rubbing it in. <laughs> Justin Kroll, right. everybody. Justin Kroll, a variety. <laughs> hey, I'll see you tonight on the lot. Um, <sighs> Hopefully. We'll see. I might do the 24th, but, yeah, I'm trying to. Wait, I'm, I'm, you, you, no, you, no so. he wants to come and hang out with me on the 24th, yeah? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, all right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm around this weekend. Give me a ring. Uh, all right. And end that call. We're done with calls. <laughs> Simon and I are going to talk about news the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, let, let, let's just Good go goals. down the list and do some quick hits because we've okay. got like 10 minutes left. All right. Uh, so um, let's just come back to Captain America. I'll let, I'll let you go ahead. Okay. Captain America very quickly. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about what we think it's going to open yeah. at. I'm predicting around 190, 200 million. 215. Okay. I think we're going to see it hold steady for two or three weeks. I think once colleges come out and, and schools, et cetera, et cetera, and kids start breaking Until up. Until what is next? Neighbors 2? Uh, Neighbors 2, which in the UK actually. Oh, Captain America opened in the UK and other territories um, mm-hmm. last weekend. This weekend, um, Neighbours 2, or Bad Neighbours 2, as it's called in the UK. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so, yeah, that opens, which I think is brave, because Captain America's going to hold on. And at the moment, we've got Captain America, then Jungle Book in the UK. I think it's going to be really, really difficult for, for, for Neighbours 2 to actually get in that top two. I think it'll probably come in at third. I but I think oh, it's it's uh, gonna. I think it's gonna be a, tough. We're talking about UK right now. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's gonna be tough. But I think uh, this, this is, is obviously bad names comes out in the UK and, uh, in the US on May the twentieth. Um, but I think for me, things that I wasn't convinced that I like about um, uh, this uh, uh, Civil War was uh, Spider Man, which I actually really loved. Mm-hmm. Really loved what they've done with Vision in it. Um, Ant Man, I, I can't get enough. Ant Man, I, I freaking love that guy. Ant Man's fantastic. Um, Dude, the Vision and all those sweaters. Vision, Come on. He I was going to say, did not like Vision in Ultron mm-hmm. at all. Like really him. liked him in this. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye loved what they did with Hawkeye this time. He yeah, had he a little fun. bit of room to play, and I love that. Um, Black Panther though blew me away. I badass. absolutely love Black Panther, a character that a lot of people won't perhaps be particularly yep. familiar with. Really did it nicely. 
Actually, one thing I love was the fact that when he landed, he hardly made a sound just like a cat. And I love that. De- Devin said something interesting just about Chadwick's performance. Mm. Um, I think he was just call- he said that he was like regal, like that accent could have yeah. been stupid. Um, there's a lot about the character that was mm. you know could have been silly, but the way that Chadwick played him and imbued him with this sort of regalness, if yeah. you will, uh, w- was impressive. Anything else you want to say about Cap? Uh, I didn't miss Thor, didn't miss the Hulk. I thought I would, but I didn't, um, and I thought it was almost overcrowded, but it just got it the right Did side. You like Zemo? Mm, uh, he was okay. I see. I, I, I see. I thought he was okay. It. I like the. I like that he was not hammy and overdramatic. I did like that about him. But I think there was so much going on. I think it was a little bit lost in there. But I think we're going to see a development there. All right. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really like Civil War. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's, it's, it's going to be – it's going to easily, you know, be in the, the billion-plus yeah, very I think it's easily. obviously a billion dollar movie. Yeah. Um, okay, elsewhere, uh, Wolverine three has been yep. casting a mm-hmm. very underwhelming cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we like each some of these individual actors, yep. uh, Richard E. Grant, but it's like him, Boyd Holbrook, Eric LaSalle, Elise Neal. Like, mm. what is this cast? This is your marquee superhero it's, movie it's kind of character. Eclectic. It's it's a weird cast. It seems like a cheap cast if you say potentially you know what I'm saying? potentially so i've just been a little surprised at the lack of kind of flashy aims because you'd think that they'd want to send wolverine wolverine out with a bang um but i maybe you know maybe it's the it's the wolverine movies are really the hugh show it's yeah. not necessarily about i was gonna make that around point. the last wolverine movie right set in mostly in japan right yeah yeah um it's about it, the, the wolverine movies are about wolverine it's, it's a, not like yeah, an it's, a different, it's a different it's a approach. Different, yeah. It's not. It's not the Avengers. You're right. Fair but enough. I think, but depending on the characters, it could it could be quite fun. Yeah. Some of this casting, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, um, Cats. Tom Hooper. <laughs> he did Les Mis with. I know you don't like this. I like musicals. Sue me. That's I'm fine. a straight man no, that likes musicals. Tom Cooper, Tom um, so Tom Hooper obviously did um, Les, uh, Les Mis. Yep. That did very well for Universal and working title. Yep. Um, 440 million. Um, obviously now he's taking on Cats. No word yet on cast, but apparently Suki Waterhouse is being lined up for a role. That's been debated. Don't know how true that is. Um, that, that wasn't in the report last night. Yeah, I, My I, report. I, I think it's I think it's quite interesting. Um, I liked Les Mis. I know not everybody and it was brilliant, um, but I did enjoy it as a film. I liked the musical. I'm quite it interested. Is... I don't like Cats as a musical. Okay. So that's that's a big X in the I've box never seen the me. Cats musical. It's it's okay. I mean, I thought it was okay. I know it's I hugely is popular. Is there a big song that you could maybe sing us a bar uh, from? Memories is probably the biggest. Like Memories, like from the corner of my mind? Uh, I don't understand. No. What, what is... Uh, I'm not going to sing it for you. Um, <laughs> not a fucking performing monkey. Uh, <laughs> although if there's money in it, I dance. will actually, I will actually dance as a monkey. For so money. okay, I've never um, seen Cats. So, yeah. you're you're not a big fan of it. Uh, not a massive fan of the musical, but I would be interested to see who he's going to cast but, in it. But you liked Lame Is. Here's the thing: I think they're going to put. I think they're going to go and try and get Beyonce in it because she would nail some of those characters. Yeah. I think they're probably going to go for a Beyonce over a Suki Waterhouse. But it's about budget. It's about availability. Well, I am of the opinion that Les Miserables was unwatchable. Okay. It was a goddamn nightmare. And uh, They I didn't think... use those quotes on the poster, did <laughs> they, 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 if I remember? They asked, and I said, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, Five stars! And, uh, and I don't know. I mean, actually, writing about cats and doing a little research on it last night, mm. um, it sounded actually kind of interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Tom Hooper musical is, is not uh, that exciting. Um, in other director news, Seth Graham Smith exited The Flash. Yes. Exited, fired, whatever Creative you want to call differences. it. Creative differences. Yep. 
creative differences, rearing that their ugly head. Yeah. Uh, m- news was kind of met with rejoice. Um, it was going to be unfairly his, or not. It was going to be his debut feature. Yeah. Obviously, he's written um, numerous things. He wrote uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire. It's uh, a very Hunter. prolific writer. I mean, yeah. he's written a couple, he's couple of drafts author. of Beetlejuice 2. He's involved in a ton of Warner Brothers things, and they yep. like him on that lot. And they I do. believe they're still using his script. Yeah. But yeah, they wanted more experience in the director's chair after Batman vs. Superman. Yep. Uh, not a bad decision. Can't blame him. You know. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't realize that before, mm. you know? Um, maybe they thought Batman was going to crush it and they could take a risk. Here's my thing. I but. think even though these guys have obviously directed before, I think they were kind of taking a little page out of Disney's book when it comes to things like Star Wars and taking a page out of Universal's book when it comes to things like Jurassic World, where obviously, um, you know, people who've done a bit of stuff but haven't done major projects before, I think they were going, let's see if we can do that with maybe the DC universe and breathe a bit of life into it. Mm-hmm. And I think they may be, uh, either it is creative differences or, you know, uh, people don't feel entirely comfortable with that it just wasn't coming together we just don't know um i think that it had a little bit of a whiff about that for me um, they've been testing girls for a long time too yeah. maybe maybe they just had different visions for for on casting on things i mean it's it's tough being being in seth's position because mm. you're inheriting someone else's decision ezra, yeah. ezra miller you know zach is who knows what they're trying to shove into this fucking movie um and maybe that's why you know it led to Devin speculating that James Wan mm. could leave Aquaman something that took a single text for me to you know realize was complete bullshit yeah um I mean, I think every director is nervous before they direct a movie, and there's some trepidation, and am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I think that these are just kind of natural feelings. Um, and there is more pressure on but, on Warner and DC to to get their franchise. It would right. look terrible if James Wan left. You know, in the wake yeah. of Seth Graham Smith, uh, he's he's turned down so many opportunities. They're letting him. You know, they let him do the Conjuring too, and they're like, yep. he gets to play with the because he's a horror nerd mm. um, and he still gets to go and do that and can juggle you know the tent poles so I think he's got it made James Wan mm-hmm. um, I don't see him leaving Aquaman I think he's going to stick with it yeah and I, I, I'm really interested to actually see see what he does with that. I like him as a director. Uh, we had John Krasinski's your new Jack Ryan. That's yeah. on television on Amazon. Uh, this is after 13 hours. He has the bronze. It was you know he showed he had the bronze in mm-hmm. that. He's kind of got the brains. Um, I... So I thought it was a weird choice, but yeah. when I think about who, the alternatives. It's probably a good one. If I was drawing up a list, his name would not have been on that list. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I have to be honest with you, after Chris Pine... But it's I, an Amazon I, TV show. Yeah, like, I, but after Chris Pine, I don't think it could have got much are, worse. Are you seeing the fucking people who get cast in TV shows these days? Yeah, yeah. They are so... Gen- I mean, at least, at least they got... Somebody relatively interesting. Yes, I don't know. no, it's I, not I, the perfect. I will fit, give you that. Do. I'm just wondering what he's going to do with Jack Ryan if we're going to see because traditionally he tends to be more hum. There seems to be a a tinge of humor if we're going to slightly see an element of that coming in. He's got um, that. He's on the office. Yeah. He, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to see a little bit of that. He didn't obviously didn't bring any of that. He looked fucking jacked. But, in thir- thirteen hours. Did you yeah. see thirteen hours? Uh, uh, no, I didn't. Dude, it's fucking good. Why it's going to be out on DVD soon? Yeah, no, I, will, I will catch no, no, it. No, no. It's good. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll catch it on it's, home in the It's the best I'm, thing. Okay, I'm going to go into years. it with an open mind. Um, but yeah, so I, I just wonder if he's going to bring a, an element of that lightheartedness at all to it, or whether it's going to be deadly serious. Because you know, w- w- we'll see. But I would, I would like to have a little bit of humor in there. 
um, almost like a you know a faux James Bondy type thing. Um, um, we, we but we'll do, see. We gotta do like a lightning round. Okay. We gotta, you know, uh, a few more minutes. Um, I, I got this. Okay. I got this. Okay. So, unless is there something no, else? You go with it. You grab this, baby. Lightning round, buddy. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Andrew Garfield teaming with the director of It Follows. Yay? Nay? Yeah. Excited? Yeah, excited. Yep. Uh, I think that's an awesome pairing. Like an yep. L.A. crime noir thriller. There was a lot of descript- descriptive words in there and not yep. much really about the plot, I'm, but I dig it. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with and that. And DeLuca's producing. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Ridley playing Ophelia. Yeah. What do you th- What do you make of that? Fine. I don't her- know whether she'll carry... Is that confirmed yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, her and Naomi Watts. I mean, uh, I don't know. I guess I like a different take on Hamlet than the same old, same old. But the Shakespeare things really could go either way. Yeah, well, you know, that's her Jane Austen like Keira Knightley did. I think we're going to see a little bit of that from her occasionally to get away from the Star Wars stuff. Shakespeare, but yeah, I can Shakespeare, do it. Shakespeare I'm okay with that. I like her. Than Jane Austen. But I'll be interested in seeing what she can do with that. Anthony Mackie to play mm. Johnny Cochran. Young Johnny Cochran in a, a movie about young Johnny Cochran. Okay. You like that casting? I don't have a problem with that casting. I think he's good. I think it's fine. I mean, Mackie just... Doesn't excite he, me. He just played Martin Luther King. Yeah. So he just played a real guy. I mean, it's hard. It's going to be hard to fill anyone's shoes with the yep. Courtney B. Vance playing Johnny Cochran on People vs. O.J. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished the O.J. documentary last night, by the way. One okay. of the greatest things I've ever seen. There's incredible Johnny Cochran footage in that. So, you know, Mackie's got his work cut out for him, but I think he's a tremendous dramatic actor and like that he's, you know, taking on a more serious film. Sure. Uh, I'm a, yeah, Michael Fassbender playing a serial killer and entering Hades. Fucking love that. Yeah, that fucking Austrian I, serial killer I'm journalist a, by day, serial killer by night. Big Fassbender fan. Based on me. That, oh, very very excited by that. I, I, Fassbender can do no wrong in my book. Yeah, uh, definitely. That, that's really cool. I mean, I'm also looking forward to the Snowman where he's investigating a serial killer. Mm. Um, uh, G- Jack Houston and Emily- Amelia Clark are teaming on a movie from Philip Noyce. Okay. These are, and again, I don't, I don't have that much familiarity with their work. Two very boring choices. I cannot imagine them in a movie together. The, that, that may be a pass for me. I, I, I think they're kind of, boring would be one way of saying it. I think they're kind of a canvas which is is, is blank at the moment. Yeah, I think I'm, they I'm get like, to do their best work. I'm skeptical. With the right material, I think it could be potentially interesting and there could be something really good there. If the material is not strong enough, be that directional script, I think it could just be a little bit bleh. Jack Houston has got to prove something to me and Ben Hur that he is a movie star because otherwise it's back. To I've t- got my fingers crossed for Ben Hur. Back to TV for him. We've had that discussion before. Um, uh, what else is there? I don't know. I guess we should really wrap this up. There's, there's a lot. But, you know, let's can we say- just touch on something? I am. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, I can um, tell. Reboots of the Puppet Master. That's franchise. what I was going to say. Let's end it with the Puppet Master. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I fucking love the Puppet Master movies. I know they're shit. But I do. I really. I have a very special place in my heart for that series, uh-huh. and I'm really interested to see what they can do. And it's got good producers behind it. You know, working on a new franchise, a new idea for it. And I do. I do love. Kind of oddly, love the title of the first film in the series, which is going to be Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich, because it reminds me of the Littlest Hobo. And by, by the way, th- that is going to change. Yeah? <laughs> I can almost guarantee that. <laughs> I, the Littlest Reich. The Littlest Reich. No one's seeing a fucking movie with Reich in the title. Yeah. Um, that's not a commercial title. That's a, Two, two wrongs don't make a Reich. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see I, what they're doing. I don't know Puppet that Master. I ever watched Come a on. Puppet Master movie from start to finish. I've certainly seen a good great. deal of... Pu- I, mean, yeah. I grew up a horror movie. 
uh, fan. So I've seen, I'm familiar with Puppet Master and the characters. I think you're right. It could be kind of interesting. It's yeah. different, at least. There's a lot of characters in that world that you can have fun I with. I love little, I mean, I love child's play. I love these things that yeah. should not really be alive that are and And we've had some and shitty, tough. shitty toy-based movies, or doll-based movies like Annabelle. Really should have been a lot better. So come on, let's go Again, this is not like a this. real movie. It's one of those things you'll be lucky to stumble upon on Netflix or iTunes or something. Yeah, I in a year. My, I would love to see it become effectively like a conjuring puppet master. I fucking love That's that. That's never going to happen. <laughs> that is so puppetist. I'm uh, very excited about it. All right. It. Where can the good folks find you, Simon? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at showbizsimon on facebook.com forward slash this is Simon Thompson and all over the internet. That sounds bad. <laughs> I also have a new column on the Screen Jabber website, so screenjabber.com, hey, show me Simon Says. Guy. So give a plug for that I one. I love it. Uh, and I'm Jeff Snyder, at The Insider on Twitter. You can find all my ramblings, musings, insane postings on therap.com. Uh, that'll do it for us. Have a great Captain America Civil War yeah. weekend, folks. Enjoy. Go Com- see. Yeah, Popcorn Talk Network. Good stuff. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 